Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I would assume you know that. You and I chat every day. I hope you are helping me out by spreading the word across Twitter and your friends. Uh, We're going to get this thing as big as possible, and it's growing rapidly. The whole Locked On Network, like I said, check out Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NFL Draft. I'm pretty geared up to start learning draft stuff, as are probably a lot of you guys out there whose teams are eliminated. We're going to go over that today. We are brought to you by BetDSI. I will tell you more about them in a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about last night's game, though. And I said the tweet out before, Washington wins this game by double digits. And then I retweeted myself and called myself a dumbass because that wasn't the case at all. Um, Surprisingly poor, not effort, but showing from the Redskins surprisingly impressive performance from Carolina. I mean, playing hard. Defense looks really good, even without Keekly. I mean, their defensive tackles really controlled this game, and the the zone coverage behind it, disciplined and making plays and breaking on the ball and aggressive, eliminated the run game. I was highly impressed. I mean, highly impressed. The, the, the Redskins... Finished this game with 29 yards of rushing. You know, they were 2 of 12 on third down. Although there was four third down drops by Redskins receivers. And and drops were a problem in this game, that's for sure. Um, But I do think that the defense is getting, you know, a lot better, you know, for for, uh, Carolina. And uh, Butler, their first round pick, is starting to really factor in. He had a real nice game. That's promising. You know, both those defensive tackles are up for free agency. There could be some shuffling there in the free agent. Um, even without Keekley, though. And I wouldn't rush Keekley back. I was glad not to see Keekley. I hope they just shut him down, bring him back next year with a vengeance. Uh, Hall of Fame pace to his career. Like I said, really impressive zone defense. Uh, Jordan Reed was a total non-factor. Was very clearly injured out, out there. Uh, he didn't play a ton of snaps. And then he gets ejected for punching Coleman in the face mask, which, I mean, I understand getting fired up and you want to fire it up. And you want to, uh, you know, smack somebody or whatever out on the field. But a short jab right to the face mask, I mean, <laughs> that's not the smartest thing in the world to do. Uh, speaking of injured, I'm curious how healthy is Cam Newton? Um, he took a big hit from Kerrigan. And his throwing shoulder really seemed to bother him. I don't. I'm curious how healthy he's been all year. Um, but he, they didn't have him run a lot. This was a big Jay Stu game, and he was a beast. I mean, he was fantastic in this game. And you see a handful of those games every year. And I, I put something on Twitter that man, this guy is an underrated player. And half the responses were, "Well, he's injured all the time." I'm like, "Well, I know that. I mean, but." In terms of what he brings to the field, this is a former first-round pick that's highly, highly talented. You know, and, and it shocked me 
that they didn't bring in a backup for him this past offseason. They better do that in this running back rich draft. But when he's right, I mean, this is a much better offense, and he's a quality, quality back. Uh, we got more of Greg Olson in this game uh, than a lot of the season. He he has he didn't have to stay in and block as much as he as he usually has been. Uh, so that was good. I mean, Stewart and Olson to me were the stars on offense. Uh, they attacked the middle of the field. Uh, uh, Martel Sprite was a, a is a linebacker for the Redskins, getting his first start. Uh, he got picked on pretty aggressively in the middle of the field, and overall, uh, Newton attacked the middle of the field well a lot with Olson. I didn't think Washington tackled very well in this game. Um, again, I'm not saying they didn't show up, but I, I would I would have liked to seen a higher level of intensity from the Washington Redskins. That's for sure. Um, first time Cam Newton has completed 50% of his passes since week 10. And first time he's gone over 300 yards since week six. And I thought he played well, but that, that's crazy. I mean, I, it's not that much to ask out of a quarterback to complete 50% of their passes. Um, I, I thought the Redskins over the middle and their underneath coverage was really bad. And that goes back to the linebacker positions to some degree. Uh, the Panthers kind of let Washington hang around this game, though. I mean, it was pretty clear they were the better team. Um, but... It wasn't over. I mean, it took a while until this. We had to put our stamp on this game and say, "Okay, this is a a Panther win." They needed to uh, choke him out, you know, and it didn't quite happen for quite a while. Uh, how about this? Cam is now twenty-one and six in December for his career. I mean, you got to think too. Whenever he took over, he was not the quarterback of a good team, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm not big on quarterback win-loss stats, but the fact that Panthers are winning in December with him as a quarterback is huge. Uh, the Washington offense, they were terrible on third downs, like I mentioned. Bad in the red zone, dropped passes, drops in the red zone, drops on third down. I didn't think Cousins played great, but there was no running game and his receivers didn't help him much at all. Uh, I thought Carolina showed a lot here, and they're actually still alive, and we'll get to that in a minute here, but... Uh, this is another crazy stat. The Redskins have lost 16 of their last 17 Monday night football home games. 16 out of 17. That's unbelievable. Uh, they are now the eight seed. And we're going to, I am going to just give you a quick rundown here in a minute of where uh, all the teams are uh, if the season ended today. And maybe tomorrow we'll get into scenarios and if this team beats this team. And you know what I mean? But if, we all know that you love football. So you're ready to get into the action. You need to go to BetDSI.com. They've been in the business now for 20 years, over 20 years. They're a top-rated business. They're safe. I play there rather successfully, by the way. Uh, they have a great football special right now. If you sign up today, you get 10 bucks free to try their service. They're also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. That's awesome. They have great customer service, uh, fast and easy payments. Uh, I've, I've checked out or paid out, you know, got my, my, my checks from them very, very quickly. They're very good about that. I guess not all these services are. Hundreds of football and basketball wagers and hockey, and they also have things like, you know, Ultimate Fighting Championships and all these things, too. Uh, anything you want to bet on, you can. They have live in-game wagering for all major sports, and again, I've told you that's my favorite part of it, is 
I know the Steelers real well. You know the Browns real well. You know the Rams real well. Whatever. You start watching and you've watched about five, ten minutes of the game and you're like, man, our team is humming. I'm going to put a couple bucks on it with more information than I had before the game. I think that's a great way to make money at BetDSI.com. So go there now, BetDSI.com. Go there and use my promotional code, NFL10. Get your free wager and start winning today. All right, all right. Let's talk Patriots Broncos. You look at the score sheet and Brady didn't light it up. It wasn't the MVP type performance. He didn't help your fantasy team all that much. But I urge you, I'm sure you've, you, most of you out there follow Mike Lombardi. He's former GM in the league. He knows his stuff and he's very close to the Patriots organization. And one of the things he talks about a lot that I really respect is that it's not always about what do we have to do to win this football game, but what do we have to do not to lose? And to me, this was a perfect example of the Pats playing not to lose with a very conservative offensive game plan. They knew that their defense was not going to allow a lot of points in this game. Uh, They did everything possible to eliminate Vaughn Miller from the equation. Don't let Vaughn beat us. You know, we often talk about Belichick on uh, how he takes away your offensive thing that you do best. Well, I think on you know, they kind of did it on a, a flip this way, is let's make sure Vaughn does not disturb everything we're doing because he's playing that good. So, meanwhile, you on the other side of the ball, there's just so much asked of the Denver passing game, and I'm sure Belichick realized this going into the game. They have no running game. The offensive line, with the exception of the center, um, also they're without their fullback, fullback Janovich. That's made a huge difference for the, the way they run the ball. There are a lot more one-back runs as opposed to two. Um, so they're just asking too much of Simeon in their passing game. You know, you, know, you think Kubiak, you think Shanahan, you think that coaching tree, you always think running first. And this team just doesn't have it. Um, Meanwhile, the offensive line, I think, for the Patriots is really coming around. And obviously, it's well coached. Guys like Shaq Mason are playing well. Cannon's not a liability at right tackle. Um, A quality group. Thune, the rookies, had a nice year. Uh, Brady saw a fair amount of pressure in this one, though. I mean, uh, this is still probably the best pass-rushing team in the league, even if they are scheming around Miller. Um, he still was under pressure quite a bit. Uh, I didn't think Brady played great, but it, it was sort of that playing not to lose theory, and he executed things and kept the Pats ahead on the scoreboard you know, consistently throughout the game, obviously. Got the win, of course. Uh, they had three key drops on third downs. That's a lot, obviously, and that didn't help his cause. But the key here was, and I, and I tell you this all the time, that the, the teams that are capable of it are going to attack the soft underbelly of the interior of the defense uh, of the interior defense for the the Broncos. Keep them in base personnel, and the Pats had 39 rushing attempts in this game. Again, not playing to playing not to lose. Um, a lot of blunt up the middle. A lot of these were on the interior. I thought you know Dion Lewis was really impressive in this game. He's rounding in the form. That's highly promising going forward. They'll use him in a multitude of ways. This this isn't even a Dion Lewis type game plan where they're gonna you know put Brady in the shotgun and throw a lot. Uh, but he looked really good. That's great. Um, Simeon's been good. 
And he's been really good against the Blitz. So the Steelers, or the Steelers, the Patriots didn't Blitz much, you know. <laughs> Shocker, you know, that's, uh, Belichick knows a thing or two, you know, that why play into Simeon's hands? Why take more risks? Again, that goes to that playing not to lose theory of let's make this team sustain long drives. Don't give up the big play. But they still got pressure on him. Trey Flowers was a, is a guy that I've liked quite a bit, really showed up big in the preseason and continues to get better. Uh, like I mentioned with Lewis on the other side of the ball, he's highly encouraging about a guy to get excited about uh, that you know could be doing his best work going forward. Um, very good defensive back play in this game too. You know, that their, their corners and McCordy were all big factors again. But you know Denver has major O-line issues and no running game, and they're not hot at the right time, to say the least. And you look at the uh, the playoff picture in the AFC, which we will soon here, uh, I'm not sure that Denver's going to be involved in it. Meanwhile, New England's sitting pretty. Um, they're not the juggernaut that some think, but I they're so smart, and they have a lot of different ways to attack you, and Brady's still phenomenal. Uh, defense and the offensive line are rounding into shape. I mentioned Flowers. I mentioned uh, Lewis. There's a lot of encouraging things going forward still for the for the Pats. All right, let's talk one more game, and then I'm just going to scan the playoff situation. Um, Bears-Packers, you know, the, the long-time historic, stoic rivalry. A lot of good things are going on for the Bears. You know, like, I look at the Packers and the Steelers and think, these are the hot teams nobody wants to play going into the season, or going into the playoffs. Um, teams that had high hopes with good quarterbacks and won a lot of games in this league. And Green Bay barely got out of this one with their lives. And But I took a lot away from the Bears that... This and I seem to always kind of mention them that I like their front seven, I like the interior of their offensive line, I like Jordan Howard. Uh, you know, there's building blocks in place, and I've said things like, you know, boy, they're nuts if they get rid of Fox at this point, he's building something here. And I thought we saw more of the same then. I mean, bad weather, but a lot of good things going on for the Bears. I mean, they have. They have one of the better pass rushes in the league, and I don't think people realize that. I mean, if you were to analyze who are the five best pass-rushing teams in the NFL this year, I think Chicago's on that list, and I don't see any reason why that shouldn't keep up. You know, Leonard Floyd in his second year, and they have some players in that front seven, and they can get after the quarterback. They had three sacks in the first half. Um, I thought Barkley played well again. He threw for 362 yards in this game, you know, and a lot of it to Alshon Jeffrey, who showed up finally in the fourth quarter. Um, Barkley did throw three interceptions. They were all on deep, all on deep balls. Um, made some nice throws though in tough weather, and the pass protection was really good. Um, I'm wondering if I think you know this big picture are the Bears tackles good enough. I would probably qualify them as good enough, especially since their interior is so good. I'm just thinking about team needs and things like that through the off season. Again, I'm in, I'm impressed with what the Bears are building. It's not gonna I'm not gonna pick them to win the division or anything next year, but I think they're moving in the right way. Um, interesting too is the development of Ty Montgomery as a running back. That's a key component here for the Packers going forward. He's running with physicality. He doesn't look like a receiver playing running back anymore. Got a lot of yardage on his own. 
busted off some long runs. You know, he's banging in there and he's dragging tacklers and running through arm tackles. Uh, it's really impressive. He's obviously athletic enough to handle it. Uh, we'll see. But Christine Michael also showed up. He had a 42-yard touchdown burst. You know, just kind of just hit the hole and was gone. Um, so is that combination at this position enough for the Packers to get to where they need to be and go to Seattle or go to Dallas or something like that in the playoffs and win it? Not that Green Bay certainly is getting in, but uh, you understand what I'm saying here. Uh, Devontae Adams, he dropped two potential touchdowns in this game. Uh, they had a lot of drops overall. I think that's something that will probably surround Adams throughout his career. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a strength of his. I think he will drop a few throughout the season without a doubt. But I don't have a lot of concerns about him. He's had a very good year. I thought Rodgers' calf situation was pretty apparent. You know, I mean, he wasn't scrambling. He wasn't running with the football. But he still threw extremely, extremely well. You know, the the, the shot hurt around the world, Tino, is that third and eleven. Uh, deep ball to to Nelson down the middle of the field from Rodgers, a phenomenal throw. You know, boom, that was the game at that point. Just just had to put the icing on it and kick the field goal. Uh, Ha-Ha Clinton Dix had two interceptions in this game. I thought he played really well. Uh, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite young safeties in the league. I think he's a really good up-and-coming player. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, I mean, the Pack and the Steelers right now are the two teams with a strong pedigree that are getting hot at the right time, um, and look out if they get in the postseason, which I think they both have a really good chance to do. Um, real quick, if the season ended today, which I always hate starting a sentence with that because it doesn't. There's still two more games. The Pats in the AFC, the Pats and the Raiders would have a bye. The Dolphins would visit Pittsburgh. The Chiefs would visit the Texans. Uh, in the AFC, the Bengals, Chargers, Jets, Jags, and of course the 0-14 Browns are all mathematically eliminated, which leaves the Ravens, which I'm pretty sure if they win out, they go to Pittsburgh, and then they have the Bengals. They will be in the Titans, Broncos. Those three teams are all 8-6. and six. The Colts at 7-7, seven and seven, and the Bills are a real long shot. They're at 7-7. Seven and seven. And Rex Ryan might get fired at 7-7 seven and seven with that roster. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, they're still in it. They're still in the hunt, so to speak. In the NFC, if things ended today, which they don't, uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Cowboys are 12-2. and two, Seattle's 9-4-1. They would have the buys. The Packers would go to Atlanta. Boy, that'd be a fun one. And then the Giants would go to Detroit. And those teams just played each other. So, But it would be in Detroit. So the Giants at ten and four have the second best, you know, have the second best record in the NFC, but they're basically assured of having to travel somewhere in round one. You know, in this case, it would be Detroit. So they're probably going to be the five seed, you know, with basically without a doubt. Uh, eliminated in the NFC are the Cardinals, the Eagles. The Rams, the Bears, and of course the one and thirteen Niners. Uh, still on the hunt. The Bucks are eight and six. The Skins are eight, seven, six, and one. And that hurt. That that loss really hurts them. The Vikings, amazingly, are still in it at seven and seven, after showing their asses against the Colts. 
Seattle or the Saints and Panthers are super long shots, still alive, need a million things to go their way. They're both six and eight. So that's going to do it. Uh, we will do the power ranks tomorrow. Uh, we went over what? We went over four games today. Did we go over four games today? No, we went over three games today. I told you about Bet DSI. We talked about the, where the playoffs are right now. And tomorrow we will do power ranks. Uh, if there's any suggestions of a certain topic you want me to scan through as I do the power ranks, send me a tweet at Williamson NFL. Spread the word on the Locked On Network, uh, specifically this show. You know, let's get this show up there and really, really thriving. I think it's doing really well. A lot of positive feedback from y'all. I like it. Uh, I don't say y'all very often, but that's going to do it. Over and out. Take care.